Blog Talk Radio.
said he would deliver me, I won't forget. I made God a promise that he would be my all in all, my everything. I made God a promise. And when I made God this promise, guess what? I had to keep it. You know, the word of God teaches us it is best not to make a vow unto the Lord, knowing you're not, you don't want to or you're not going to keep it. You're just saying something for not, right now. God is not that type of God. I want to read something to you that, for those on uh, Facebook. I want you to hear this. And those that's on Blog Talk, I want you to hear this. If you have your Bibles, please get them, pens, paper, pen, pencils. Write down whatever you need to write down. We're going to have a quick little prayer, then I'm going to reading what I want to read to you. Father God, I ask you to open up every heart, open up every ear, open up every mindset, God, to receive what's being said tonight, God. God, we ask you to forgive us of every sin. God, we just ask you to lead and guide us on the way, God. We just ask you, God, to let us hide your word deep into our hearts and our spirits and our souls that we won't sin against you. Oh, God, we just ask you to be God in our life. Teach us how to want to decrease that you may increase. Teach us how to let go and let you do it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to turn to Numbers 23, verse 19. I'm going to give you a few moments. Turn to Numbers 23. 23, verse 19. And the reason I said that, I want to share something with you before I go into the rest of my program. I could teach this. I could preach this. But again, as I said earlier, I want to remind us of what we promised God. We know that God is the God of love. We know that God keeps his word. We know that God keeps his promises. But what happens when we don't? Thank God he's a God of forgiveness. Thank God he's a God of another chance. Not second. Because see, a lot of us were that second chance not a long time ago. He's a God of another chance and another chance and another chance. But at some point, we keep, we'll run out of those chances with God. Okay, let me read this to you. Numbers 23 and 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said, and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Hey, Bernard, thank you for tuning in. God is not a man that he should lie. And, and you know, we, we know that a lot of us say, well, I sit out and talk with God. Yes, you have. I have. But, you know, a lot of us, after we do a lot of talking, we always go into getting prepared to move around. We don't sit still. We don't wait to hear what God has said. We don't sit still to hear what God is saying to us. We, we forget about Psalms 23. You got your Bibles turned there. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou has anointed my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When those two uh, verses I read, the first one, God is not a man, that one, and those verses I just read about the Lord's Prayer, that reminds us that God keeps his promise. Now, when we make a promise to God and we don't keep it, God tries to get our attention one way or another. Now, it's up to us what we do when God gets our attention. 
Do we go back and just ask for forgiveness? Or do we go back and make another promise? Hmm. Do we make another promise? But we haven't yet fulfilled the first promise we made. See, a lot of times we was in a situation and we said, God, if you get me out of this, you get me out of that, I'll do this, I'll do that. All the days of my life, I'll never forget about you. And then we get to a certain age or a certain place, we forget we made that promise. We forget we made that vow. We forget that we ask God to save our spouses, save our children, save us. We forget that we ask God to deliver our spouses, deliver our children, deliver our family, deliver us. We forget that because we get so comfortable in knowing what God has done that we forget, you know, we start back having fun and living like there's no end to tomorrow. <clears throat> See, when we don't stay focused, and we don't stay focused on purpose, the word says sin lies at the door. Just, just like the devil comes in bogusly and he comes in loud, sometimes he lays to the side and he tries to sneak in. I'm, I'm asking you to join with me for this month of June, starting off, and until God says different. Let's pray for the promises we have made, God. Let's pray for our children. Because, see, if you look on the news or you hear the news or you on social media or people's talking, the enemy of our souls is running rapid. The word of God said he's going back and forth, seeing who he may devour. I'm asking God to bless everyone that has been faithful, everyone that has been uh, um, appointed to, anointed to, and a part of Smile3E, whether it's on Facebook or Blog Talk, and everybody that's attached to us. I'm asking God even for the ones that have just joined in or just was going across the screen and hadn't been here in a while or for the first time or just coming back. I'm asking God to cover us because I'm telling you all that the world is in a bad place. And like I said earlier, we tried this. We didn't try that. When are we going to try Jesus? You know, I love being outside in a nice weather riding my bike, as they say, kicking it. I love it. But see, I had made a vow God that I said, Lord, I'm going to take on this venture of the appointment that you have assigned to me. Yes, this is an appointment. So this time and day, this is my appointment. You know, we keep our doctor's appointments. We try to keep the appointments to pay our bills. We try to keep the appointments to whatever we have made that's important to us. You know, I have a saying. I've heard other people say it, but I've said a lot. We make time to do what we want to do. I've made it my business to stay on time with this appointment that God has given me for this ministry that I try not to miss too many, you know, times. That if the ones that I co-ministering with, if they can't make it, I'll step up. You know, or if it's someone else's time to minister, if they can't make it, I will step up for them too. I've made it my business to stay faithfully focused on what God has assigned me to for this appointment. Uh-huh. I keep saying appointment. Instead of saying it's appointed time, this is an appointment. I must keep it because God is my healer. God is my redeemer. God is my resource. God is my all in all. God is my everything. And with that being all of that said, 
I have to stay focused because God has been good to me. God has been good to my family. God has given us another chance to become a family and whole. He hasn't made it where we can't not talk. If we don't talk, it's because we don't want to. But God has been so good to me. I've asked God for some things recently, just in the last four months or less, and God has brought it to pass. God has made it plain and clear. You know, God has did what only God could do because I asked him. And when you know you ask God for something and God has given it to you, I always say, God, when I ask you for something, I'll add more to it before I take it back. I'll add more to it, God, before I forget. God, don't let me forget any promise that I have made you. God, don't let me forget anything that I have said to you. I'm gonna I'm looking at something I had wrote down earlier. I wrote down when you make a promise to God, you are legally and obligated to keep that promise. You know, it's it's amazing how we want God to keep his promise. But do you know do you not know that God wants you to keep your promise you made to him? Do you not know that God has always been there for you from before you was uh, came out of your mother's womb? You know, I used to hear my mom always say, "What profits a man to gain the world and lose his soul?" You know, that's in Mark eight, the uh, eighth chapter, the thirty-sixth verse. They always used to hear us say, "Count the cost." That's in Luke 14. That's about being a, a discipleship of God. You have to know that when you make it a promise to God, you have to know that God is God. God is going to remind you of his word. God is going to bring his word back to you. God is going to hold you to your promise. Hey, Minister Margot, thanks for joining in. Don't think that you're going to make a promise to God and he's going to forget it. Oh, God's going to remind you that you made him a promise. I don't know how, because everybody's different. But God is going to remind you. We could teach it, we could preach it, but what we're going to do is remind everyone that you made a promise to God. Now, what are you going to do about it? You're going to take it back. You're going to act like you forgot. You're going to act like it's something that... uh, uh, you really didn't remember? No. Mm-mm. God will take you back just where you made that promise. Just where you made that promise. Whether it's in a daydream or uh, somebody else walk up to you and remind you or you remember that time this happened that However, God's going to take you back. I thank God for everything he's done. I thank God for keeping my nieces and nephews, uh, my son, my family. I thank God for my sisters, my brothers. I thank God for my cousins. I thank God for everybody and everything that's attached to me because we were brought up that I made a violence to the Lord and I won't take it back. That's how we were brought up. And the reason I'm talking about this on tonight when I talked to the on the youth program Friday, we talked about parents saying to their children about things they have done in their past. Um, it was so coincidental that I was going through the TV, you know, working remote, just working remote, and I stopped on a talk show, and they were talking, and the lady said, I had to tell my son that my lifestyle hadn't always been like this. She said she had to tell her son that she was once a meth head and she was once strung out real bad on drugs and she went to jail and she did this and this, she did that and 
she wanted to let him know the things that had happened to her because she didn't want him to hear it from somebody else. And I was like, wow. I just said that Friday. She said, I didn't want you to hear it from somebody else and you never heard it from me. And you would be devastated when you don't want to believe it, but the proof was put out there before you. And the way she began to talk about being honest with her child, that reminded me of a time that I once said to my son, ask me whatever you want about me so that nobody could tell you anything about me. And we began to talk, and I began to be honest with him and talk to him. And he was just like, wow, wow, Ma. You know, but it was in the form, format that he could never be able to say, I didn't know. Why people saying that? No, he knows. You know, I told him, just ask your dad if there's anything you want to know, anything you need to know, ask. But at the same sense, I'm saying to the parents, don't wait for the child to ask you because they may not know or they're going by what somebody else said. If your child is hard to talk to, hard to get along with, your spouse, your um, sister, brother, cousin, friend, auntie, uncle, your dad, your mom, grandparents, whatever, ask them why are they so mean, why, why are they so lackadaisy, why are they so free-spirited, whatever it is, whatever situation you're going through, so you can try to understand. If they don't want to tell you, pray and ask God to touch their heart, that they will release it, hopefully immediately, but eventually, so that you could understand it. A lot of times we don't understand because whatever you've been through or went through, you know. The one the one you with or your children, they don't know. You know, I was always taught that your emergency is not my emergency. And my emergency is not your emergency. What's important to you right then and there, that's important to you right then and there. But I had to also learn what's important to me right then and there is not important to you. So I'm just, I'm learning to pray before I ask for what I want or I'm learning to pray and ask God to prepare my heart in case I don't get the answer that I want or I think I need. We have to get to a place where we have to say, you know what, I need to make a promise to myself I'm going to work on keeping my promise. We're not all perfect. We all don't dot every I and cross every T. We don't. We don't. That's why we have this right here, this Bible, to help us out with what we need. We have this word to help us out with getting what we need. We have this word to help educate us on what we need when we need to communicate with God. I was talking about on appointment. Okay, I'm going to just hold this up. This is a work schedule. Not only do it show me my days I work, my days that I'm off, it, I already know the time I have to be there because, you know, I, I had to explain something to someone the other day that they was upset because of a situation and the uh, supervisor said they wasn't going to pay them, even though they said they asked for an emergency day. And I had to say to them, that's not an emergency. Well, it is an emergency to me, but that's not an emergency to the supervisor. You know, before I talked to anybody, I was trying to explain to them, your emergency is not someone else's emergency, because when you apply for the job, they didn't ask you that they need to provide transportation for you. They didn't even ask you how you was going to get to work. They said, these are the shifts, this is the position, and this is where it's at. Do you want it? When you said yes, they said, okay, this is your start date, your start time, and you will get off at this time. Now, how you get there, they don't care if you skateboard, roller skate, ride a bike, catch a bus, catch a cab, thumb your way. They don't care. Jog your way. They don't care. You just get that that third starting time. That's all they care about. And the person was very upset. 
But I was trying to explain to them. You made them a promise that this was you was going to keep the time that you said you was going to come to work. Now, don't get me wrong. Things do happen. But make sure it's not an emergency that you keep using. I'm going to pause. Pray for him. You know, make sure you ain't constantly saying this happened to that person and they try to figure out how many times this going to happen to that person. Y'all know what I mean. It's, that's another form of keeping your promise. Keep your promise that you made to God. Keep the promise that you said you were going to keep. Don't keep adding more to the first, to the next promise, I'll say, and you haven't fulfilled the first promise. Our children out here are watching us. Some of the children out here do not have anyone to teach them or they found out something about the person. That's why I say if you've made a mistake in life, talk to your children. Um, let them know, you know, that this is what you once did. Because I tell you, people are quick to talk about you. They don't, they don't wait for you to be dead no more. They want to talk about you now while you're still living. And it caused a whole, how would they say, array of problems within your family because somebody's walking around feeling some kind of way instead of asking for clarity, instead of asking for information that they feel that they need. Now, sometimes uh, a child could ask you something. You may say, you know what, that's not none of your business. That's not nothing you need to know right now. And what you do is then you go into prayer and ask God, how do I fulfill that request that was put upon me? How do I give out the information for that request that was put upon me? What we have to do is remember that timely response are great. You may have to say to the child or the loved one, you know what, I can't answer that right now. Let me get back to you. You may even want to say, you know what, let me pray before I answer that because I want to make sure it comes out the right way. We have to get in a place where we are honest with ourselves. Therefore, we can get be honest with God. If you find yourself not keeping your promise to God, I'm going to tell you right now, in the conversation with God, and God is going to—he's going to tell you. But be still, be patient to listen, to hear what God has to say, because you—I'm trying to look at these notes I wrote. It's um, Ecclesiastes five, chapter five, verses four to six. Read that when you get time, or making a vow to the Lord. Read that, please. It's, it's going to tell you a lot. Um, keeping your promises. And Deuteronomy 23 and 21. Don't, don't look like a fool to God. Just get into your word. Get before God. I, I Like I said, I didn't want to just preach a thing tonight. I wanted to remind you that we have to get before God concerning our children. We have to get before God concerning the prayers that we have made or the prayers that it seems that we maybe did some of them or one of them or maybe none of them. We have to get before God because I tell you, the enemy of our souls is busy all day, all night, trying to see whom he may devour, trying to destroy, trying to break, trying to erase, trying to just mess up everything, trying to drive you back into a place of a mindset or a place of a habit that you once was. The enemy of our soul has no good resources for us. It, It may look good. Margot said we must keep our vow to the Lord. Yes, we must, we must, Minister Margot. When you give room to the enemy, 
when you give room to him, he's like a, you know how you have a, a, a dog? I'm going to just use the dog for example. And you keep the dog in the house, and one day the door opens or the gate opens and that dog gets out. Have you ever tried to catch it? Running around in circles or up and down the street, till nine out of ten, you stop and be like, let him go, let him go. He'll come back. Mm-hmm. You could get so caught up out here with running in circles, trying to remember what you said because you weren't serious enough when you said it or you felt that God was going to say, oh, I know they heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. God knows our heart. And the word said that there's no good thing that dwells in the heart of man. So God knows our heart. That's why I'm asking God to give me the heart of him. Hey, Tammy, thanks for tuning in. I don't want to keep my heart. Because, see, in my heart, there's no forgiveness. Mm-mm. You get me, my, my conversation is, I'm going to get you. In my heart, there is no, uh, let me help you, because, see, I'm just telling you what the, the human heart is. Um, you get something before me, no, that ain't going to happen. That's the heart of a human being. The heart of a human being says, I got to be first. I got to have the most. But, see, when you have the heart of God, there's forgiveness in that heart. There's love in that heart. There's compassion in that heart. There's willingness in that heart. There's hope in that heart. There's help in that heart. See, when you have the heart of God, you have the heart that says, I have a sandwich. I will cut it in half. You can have one half, I'll have the other. When you have the heart of God, you believe in praying for others more than yourself. My sister, Apostle-elect, Dr. Priscilla Kaiser, said that God told her to pray for others and not for yourself. And when she said that I was speechless, I couldn't say nothing because I said, wow. She always talks about how she forgives people. You know, after she prayed, she prayed, and God has really touched her heart. And I said, God, I would love to have a heart like that where I'm not bringing up somebody's past. Yeah, y'all know. Y'all know it's the truth. God, I want to have a heart like that where I'm not reminding somebody of what they once said or what they once did or when I look at them, I'm not saying I remember when you, uh-huh. See, that that's a promise that I ask God to heal my heart. I ask God to fix my heart. I ask God to teach me how to pray. When, when I see people on Facebook and on messages saying, would you pray for me? Could you pray for me? And I say, yes. You know, that's a promise. When you tell somebody you're praying, don't just say it and write, type it in or write it down or hit the uh, auto-serve button and put it in there for you because, that person is dependent on you and looking for you to keep your word. When you tell somebody you're praying for them, go in just right now, touch and agree that God heals you. God delivers you. God brings you out. God makes a way. God erases some things. Go in right there and there and begin to pray for that person. I'm not saying you have to go and do a 48-hour, but if that's what God tells you to do, do it. Let that person know you're praying for them for real. Learn how to keep your promises to God and whoever else you made them to. Because, see, in the world they say your word is your bond. When you break your bond, what do you have left? You know, I used to always say, when I tell you I'm done with you, I mean I'm done. I'm not saying I won't speak, hey, how you doing? I'm not even saying I won't pray with you. But when I know who you are, when you show me who you are, I believe it. Now, I ask God for patience 
I ask God for helping me. But sometimes, sometimes, I have to ask God to help me walk away. When I when I see that this that the season is over, the season is up, the season has been done, I don't try to go back and bring the summer. Because how many of us know when we're in mid December, January, we can't go back and get those uh, outfits that we was comfortably wearing, or them t-shirts we was comfortably wearing outside. We have to go back and get those coats and scarves and caps and gloves out of the closet. Mm. Keep your promise that you made to God. Keep your promise that you made when you say, I'm going to pray for my family. Keep your promise when you said, I trust God. Keep your promise. When you know that God has put you, like you know how God will tell you to sit down and relax and you won't because you're worried about what people think. you got to keep running and keep moving and keep doing it. God will sit you down. And when he do, I say, hashtag trust God. If and when God sits you down, begin to repent. Begin, begin to talk to him. Begin to bring his word back to him as well as you remember his word for yourself. Listen to what God is saying. Be still and listen to what God is saying. Because when God puts you in a situation that he needs you to be quiet and he needs to talk to you, if you used to read his word, go back. Mm. Now that's right there. I said something right there. If you used to read his word, go back to reading his word. Don't just go across his word because right now your rent due and you... Uh, $200 short. Right now, your, your light bill due, and they tell me they're going to shut it off in a couple of days if you don't come up with this. If you call Cedar, they're going to probably tell you, ain't no money right now. It don't start back up to October, November. Don't don't wait till you need them to pray. You know, just, I say, I always have to stop by sometimes and just say, God, I just stop by to say good morning. I just stop by to say hello. God, what you need today? He said he inhabit the praise of his people. Get God to praise sometimes. Keep your promise, God. I said I'll love you all the days of my life. We know as children we were taught, Jesus first loved me. Jesus first loved me. You know, he didn't come and write me a little note and say, would you be mine? Yes or no? came into this world knowing Jesus first loved me. How, does, how do I know? Because the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, and I know Jesus loves you too. But we have to get to the point that we have to show God how much we love him. It's so much we need to say, so much we should say. We don't have enough time. Like, you know, as the old saying said, if I have 10,000 tons, God, I couldn't thank you enough. If I had 10,000 tongues, God, I couldn't tell this word enough. Keep your promise that you made to God. Keep the promise that you made to God. God has kept his promise to you. I remember being homeless, and I said, God, if you ever get me out of this, God, I'll stop this. God, I'll stop that. God, I won't do this. God, I won't do that. I had to get to the point I said, God, help. I had to holler out H-E-L-P. I had to ask God for help. God, touch my heart that I don't desire these things anymore. I don't desire to hang out here anymore. I don't desire to do this anymore. I had to get to the point I had to say, God, teach me how to trust you for real. Before I get knocked down and have to be taught on my back, trust you for real. Because this broke, that's broken, or something else. When you are homeless, and some people live in a house but yet still homeless. Ask God to give you the definition of that statement. You know how they say some people could be in a house with a spouse, 
but yet you're still lonely. When you are in a place where you don't understand how you got there, ask God to wait for his answer. Wait for his answer. Not the answer you'll get, but his answer. You will know when it's God's answer. I want to say I'm so glad that our foundation of Scripture was the smile, three E, iron, sharpening iron. It's Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you think about that and you seek these things, when you seek the kingdom of God, God is a promise keeper. God is love. God is faithful. God is all of those things that we need. God would teach us how to allow him. Mr. Margot said, all God promises are true. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I remember growing up, we was poor. I can say the word not P-O-R, not P-O-O-R. We was poor. We didn't know it. We was never hungry. We was never cold. Our lights was always on. It looked like my mom was a magician. She could make things happen. I remember growing up, we didn't understand then. We just thought uh, it was a chore. We had chores. My mom would have us ironing sheets and tablecloths, and she would say, don't burn it. Put it on this temperature. Don't let the iron get too hot. She would tell us to do this and do that, and we had to fold it a certain way. We had to do this. My mom worked a job. My mom sold dinners. My mom washed people's clothes. I've never seen a person could get white that white. She taught us how to do that. My mom would, uh, she taught us how to clean a house uh, as a young girl, I used to get hired. I'm serious. I'm 9, 10, I'm sorry, 10, 11, 12 years old. used to get hired to clean people's houses for them because my mom taught me that. She taught me how to clean. See, when we was growing up, we had pop bottles with bottle caps on it. We took a nail and put holes in it, and we would put it on top of the pop bottle with the uh, water in it and sprinkle it on the carpet. She would show us how to sweep in one direction. Yes, we was taught that. She would show us how to mop in one direction. When she did that, my mother had made a promise to God that she was going to raise her children not only to fear him but to love him and respect him. And because of that, I believe to this day that's why we are blessed because she also taught us every day to honor thy mother and thy father that these days, they days shall be long on the green earth that the Lord has given thee. Exodus 20 and 12. My mother taught us that. I watched my aunties teach my cousins them that. Oh, Lord, we we know how to fold a sheet. Yeah, most people don't know how to fold a flat, or that, that uh, bottom sheet. <laughs> oh, we know how to fold it and make the point in the corner stand up. Yes, you thought it only looked like that when you first bought it. But we was taught that because our mothers taught us how to keep your word. And when you give God your word, when you make a vow unto the Lord, before you take it back, add more to it. Don't allow the enemy to trick you into a place that you have to go back. Y'all know how we say, you borrowed some money from me and didn't pay me back, you better not come back. <laughs> I ain't the last. But just think if God said that, Wait a minute, you ain't kept your first promise. Now you coming to me asking for something else. Thank God he's a God of another chance. I thank God that he's a God of not only of a second chance, but of another chance and another chance and another chance. But, you know, at one point God said, if you don't want it, you'll give it to somebody else. Don't try to enter heaven with one leg and one arm and one eye if you don't have to. Give your word to God and keep it. I just want to thank you all for listening in on tonight and looking in on tonight. Thank you for spending this time of your Friday night with me. You didn't have to, but I appreciate it. It was a set time. 
it was something that God had put on your heart and mind. I hope you heard something that would help you. I hope you heard something that reminded you to go back to your children and let them know things you did in your past that caused your life to be the way it is. Their life, even if they're blessed, it caused you to be in a blessing place or if you're in another place. Go and let them know so that they don't feel like that they're the only ones this happened to. Sit down and explain to your children something before somebody else tell them something and they see it another way instead of through your explanation, your eyes. Teach your children how love and sacrifice got you into the place that you are. We've all made mistakes. But let's not make the mistake of breaking our promise to God. So if anyone on Facebook has anything to say or would like to make a comment, please do. If anybody on Blog Talk would like to have something to say or make a comment, please do. The lines are open. This is Cecilia. just want to say trust God, trust God, trust God, and teach your children to trust God. Amen, amen. Is there anyone else? Thank you all again. This is um, Smile3E, Iron Shopping Iron, Blog Talk Radio, as well as Facebook Live. Please share this video. Um, we are excited about our Friday night's program. Next Friday will be Prophet Antoine Thomas. He will be on the air from 9 p.m. Central Standard Time until God ends the program. Um, Minister Margo say thank you for these words of wisdom. Thank you, Mr. Margo. Uh, I just want to say, please uh, come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Dr. Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser will be on Blog Talk Radio, Smile 3, on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with Minister Sheila Kaiser, Minister Brandon Kaiser, and Minister Margo McCord. We say thank you all and hope you all tune in then. Also, next Monday coming up is our first Monday of the month with Dr. Serena Wright. We will be on the air. Hopefully she'll do Facebook also at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please join our uh, services. Ask God to remind you. You write it down so you can also remind yourself and tell others all about it. I just want you all to know that we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Again, our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. With that being said, I want to say to you all, good night. <laughs>